Today's episode of the Shoot It Straight podcast is a really fun chat with my friend, Natasha Sewell. She and I have both been photographers for well over the industry standard, and we are talking specifically today about what education looks like to someone that's been in business for a really long time. When you're first starting out, anything that you pay for or commit time to, whether it be a course or a conference or a workshop or coaching or anything like that, it's all super valuable because, well, I mean, you don't know what you don't know, but the longer you've been in business, things start to look different. So we're chatting about this on the podcast today, and it's a really interesting conversation about why education is still so valuable 10 plus years into business. So if you've been in business for a long time and you've haven't invested in yourself in a while, maybe you've felt like it's frivolous because your work is great and your business is great and your profits are great. So why invest in something? But maybe you're bored or maybe you need to be inspired or maybe you're missing community. If this sounds like you, this is a really great episode. And even if you have not been in business for all that long, the perspective that comes from being in business for a really long time and the lessons learned, I think this will be really valuable to you too. So let's get started. Welcome to the Shoot It Straight podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Gebhardt. Here, I will share an honest take on what it's like to be a female creative entrepreneur while balancing business, motherhood, and life. Myself, along with my guests, will get vulnerable through honest conversations and relatable stories because we're willing to go there. If you're trying to find balance in this exciting place you're in, yet willing to talk about the hard stuff too, the Shoot It Straight podcast is here to share practical and tangible takeaways to help you shoot it straight. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Shoot It Straight podcast. Today is going to be a fun chat because we are chatting with a dear friend of mine and we actually got connected through education. So we're going to have a chat and I'm going to, I'm going to explain where we're going, but today we've got Natasha Sewell of NPS Photography. She is in Washington, DC. She is an insanely talented photographer. She has been in business longer than me, I think, right? Or years. at the same, no, okay, quite. okay. So almost, almost you hit the 10 year mark. Yeah. You hit the 10 year mark this year. And, um, I mean, your work absolutely shows that. I mean, your what she captures is just crazy, crazy, beautiful. So anyways, I want to let you introduce yourself first, and then we're going to dive into today, today's chat. Great. I am Natasha Price-Soul of NPS Photography, real original name, just my initials. Um, I am based in Washington, D.C. I haven't been, been in business for exactly 10 years. I specialize in newborn and family lifestyle sessions, but I didn't always do that. And I am the mom to three big humans. And I am married and I have a Shih Tzu who I adore, Georgie, who's my sidekick. Yeah. And Georgie's a handsome little model too. Oh, he is. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. Is. Yeah. Natasha's a little bit of an extra dog mom because she makes this birthday cake every year, which I am like, okay, that's the cutest thing in the whole wide world. And then because she's such a great photographer, she like does a little photo shoot with him with his birthday cake. And it's literally the cutest thing. And it's one of my favorite things to see pop up every year. So and it is my most repinned pin on Pinterest. <laughs> oh my gosh. Isn't that <laughs> like, funny? Like 10,000 pins a month 
off of that first birthday of Georgie. I'm like, I don't even do pet photography, but it's all over Pinterest. Oh my gosh. That is wild. Isn't it wild Mm -hmm. to see like what people pick up on? Okay. So like I kind of alluded to, uh, just so that the audience knows Natasha and I go way back. I first met Natasha through the Instagram and she actually reached out to hire me to have an in-person mentoring session, which is the only kind of education that I used to offer. How many years ago was that? Five years? It was six years. Mm, four four, years? It was only four and a half, four, four and a half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We've just done a lot of life together in that time. So it feels <laughs> like longer than that. So she actually flew to Texas and we did a session together, but at the time she was still doing, um, mostly studio newborns. So the posed and in-person sales and a very high touch experience. And she was ready to pivot into in-home work, which is where I came in. And so that's how we got connected. And it's been really cool because through the years we have worked together a bunch and, we've just gotten to be good friends through the process. You know, it's been so fun to really not only know your business, but also your family and your personal life and what you're into. And we've traveled together and it's just been, it's just been such a joy. And this is such a good example of how real friendships can come out of industry friendships, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think I told you, I have followed you on Instagram forever. Like your kids were teeny tiny when I yeah. first started following you. And I don't even know how I found you, yeah. but when I decided to pivot from Pose Newborn to um, lifestyle in home, I knew you were the person to contact. So <laughs> there Which you is go. Just, yeah. It's so, but you know what? That's also a little plug for why it's important to like be personal and relatable out in the world, like on social media and in your emails and all that kind of thing, because people connect with you, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, how many other options did you have a zillion if you wanted to learn from a lifestyle photographer, but like you felt connected to me, you know? And the reason I felt connected to you too was because every time I had a question and I would shoot you a DM, you would always answer, Mm. always. You would always answer me. And so I was like, okay, well, this is clearly the person that I need to help me do this. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. So what we're going to talk about today is continuing to educate yourself when you've been in business for a really long time, because in the beginning of business education, there's so many options. And I feel like no matter how much you invest or what you sign up for, there's always these huge light bulb moments, right? Like you always totally are like, oh my gosh, that was life-changing. Oh my gosh, that was life-changing, you know, and everything is growing by leaps and bounds. But the further you get into business, it's like, you still want to keep learning but it's not these huge life-changing experiences anymore, you know? And so it looks interesting. Like that continuing education piece looks really different when you are seven, 10 years in business, as opposed to when you're in your first one or two. So before we really get into this chat, I would love to know, share how you got into photography and kind of what your trajectory has been to this point. So back in 2010, my husband deployed to Afghanistan. And my kids were all in school full time. And I was volunteering a ton, a little background. I am a teacher. Um, That's what I did before I had children. Um, And I did not want to go back to teaching and volunteering was awesome, but I wanted something more. So I took some online photography classes and then 
my friends would ask me to take pictures. You know, it's like the typical story. Friends yeah. would ask you to take pictures, you do it. And then finally I was like, okay, I, I think I could make a business of this. I have no business background. I had zero idea what I was getting into, but I just started charging people. Yeah. <laughs> and it, you know, grew from there. I did start early on with Pose Newborns. I had a random person inquire, do you do this? And I said, sure, I do. And then I like binged all the YouTube videos <laughs> and um, started doing Pose Newborn photographies in the front room of my house. Um, and then I eventually moved into a studio space. I have done, in I did in-person sales for a long time and it was a big part of my business. And I think it sort of set me apart in the area that I was in um, because I was really the only person offering that. But in 2019, my husband took a job in the DC area and I knew I was going to need to move. And DC is really expensive, <laughs> yeah. a little different than rural North Carolina. So I knew I could not afford a studio space. And to be honest, I was a little tired of doing post newborns. It was a little too comfortable for me. It was like the same thing every session and I was just tired of it. So that's when I turned to you and you helped me transition my business and figure out what that path looked like. And um, I really dove in head first and have been doing lifestyle sessions since then. I didn't make the full move to DC until last May. I was running my business in two locations, which I really don't recommend. It's a little stressful. <laughs> Um, so, but I, you know, but I have been doing only lifestyle since late 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that that path is so similar to a lot of people, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to start taking photos. I'm going to do all the Googling and the YouTubing and, and teach myself everything possible. And then you start to practice on people. And then at some point you're like, I, I need to bring in some professional help. I, I really need some sort of guidance. So do you remember what the first type of quote unquote education that you paid for was when you were starting out? I do. So it was either Anna Brandt or Kelly Brown. And I can't remember which one was first, but I paid for like a video of how to pose a newborn, how to wrap a newborn. And I mean, I studied that thing like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> No, because post newborns take a little, little skill. So not that other stuff doesn't, but you know, so I, that was definitely my first paid education. Yeah. And how did you feel afterwards? Like, I know probably I'm assuming that when you decided to take the step from Google and YouTube to like actually pay for something, there's a little bit of a hesitation there. Cause you're like, okay, but did you feel like it was totally worth it? Were you like, oh my gosh, now I see the value in this. Like, do you remember kind of how you felt afterwards? I do. So I totally saw the value in it. I got so much out of it. And then I think I went on to purchase like three more courses, like immediately yeah. yeah. because the value in it was huge. And what I was learning was huge. You know, back in like 2013, there wasn't a lot of education out there. Right. Um, and there weren't a lot of in-person education out there. So really these videos were like your lifeline. Totally. To education. Yeah, definitely. So at, like we said, at this point, you have been in business for 10 years, which is so exciting. And you sing the praises of education all the time. You're like me, we're team education. Let's keep learning and stuff. But I want you to tell me like, why, 
you know, because the listening audience may be like, okay, you get to a certain point and then like you literally know most of the things, like why are you still investing in coaches and workshops and experiences? And specifically for you, you're still investing in high dollar experiences. Like it's not just the one-off videos and stuff anymore. It is the really big investments of time and money and you still do it to this day. So why do you think it's so important? There are a couple of reasons. Number one, community. I meet amazing photographers from all over by doing this. Number two is to push myself out of my comfort zone. It's really easy in any profession, I think, just to get comfortable in what you do. And I think in order to push yourself out of that comfort zone, you have got to do education. It's kind of the only way to do it. So um, I try to choose educational experiences where the photographer especially I've done a number of retreats and one-on-one mentoring where they do something different than Mm -hmm. what I do. And it doesn't mean that I want to learn this because I want to copy them. That's not it. It's sort of taking the information that you learn and then incorporating it into your business. But I really continue to do it to push myself. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, I think there's always new ways to do things and new ways to see things and different technology or different ways to like push yourself creatively. I mean, now we've seen in the last 10 years, a really big surge of people bringing back film photography just for the sake of the challenge. Right. And uh, all of us digital shooters have been testing it out. Like, because we're like, well, why not? You know, it's, it's creative in a different way and it's unique in a different way, but you have to learn how to do it, you know? absolutely. Yeah. So when you are with this level of experience that you have in your business and your work, how are you deciding what you want in an education experience? Like what causes you to pull the trigger on an investment? So I, when someone I, you know, it has a lot to do with social media, honestly, because you follow tons of photographers on social media. And there are certain photographers that you're just drawn to their work. Their work is either super creative or what they're doing is just so different than what you've seen. And so when those people offer education, I usually jump on it just because I'm like, I could learn something from this experience from this person. And I think it really pushes me creatively Um, I don't think I'm inherently, inherently, that's not the right word, but you know what I mean? Um, (laughs) a creative person, like I have to work at being creative. Um, and so pushing myself outside of that comfort zone again, is just so important to me. So, yeah. So I really look for opportunities where I know I'm going to get something creatively out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about the technical stuff at this point. Like that's not necessarily what it is. Right. Um, It's really more the creative that feeds your soul. Yeah. 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 I agree with you. I am not, I don't think I'm like naturally super creative. I am. Mm -hmm. I don't have the most creative images you'll see out there, but that's always what I want to learn too. I'm like, I want to learn how she did that or why, or what was her thought process behind, behind the choices she made there, you know? And I think that that's something that almost, I could almost see people thinking is frivolous, right? Because it's not technical and it's not a business change and it is kind of frivolous, but we do something creative for a living and it's a hundred percent. Okay. To say, you know what, I'm going to go on this 
retreat weekend or this workshop weekend with this person to learn something new creatively. I may or may not implement it into my business, but it feeds me as a creative person. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's how I feel. I mean, I think that you really have to push yourself if you are not naturally creative to find those situations where you can you can explore that part of you. Because again, the technical stuff, you've got that down at this point. That's yeah. that's not what this is about. So it's the creative stuff. And I get so much out of watching someone else shoot. I don't even need to necessarily be shooting next to them. That's not it. It's just watching what they do, how they direct people, um, the angles they use, you know, when they take a pause. And when they really like go in, like all of that is just so fascinating to me. And I get so much out of it. Yeah, definitely. And I know for me in the workshop setting where it's not just you and the teacher, when it's a couple of other photographers there, I also get really inspired by watching the other attendees. Oh my goodness. It's it's literally like, it's just a group of creative people feeding off of that energy. And I will oftentimes learn just as much from seeing a peer take a shot or do something as I will the instructor, which is, which is such an interesting dynamic. That is so true. And that goes back to the whole community thing. And then seeing all their images after the workshop is so amazing too, because you're like, wow, like that's what they, everyone's is so different, right? You know, it's not cookie cutter. So yeah, that's what I love about it. Today's episode is brought to you by Root to Rise, a four-month mastermind and retreat for female photographers that is where personal development meets business growth. During the four-month experience, students have weekly calls focusing on a variety of topics that both better their lives and their businesses. Think topics like goals, boundaries, money, and marketing, and many, many others. The program also includes incredible guest teachers a private Facebook community, and weekly Voxer hours, where you get individualized guidance and mentoring from me on topics that matter to you and your business. One of the best parts of the experience is definitely the three-day in-person retreat. Consider this the most fun girls weekend ever. We eat well, do yoga, photograph three sessions, work through portfolio reviews, take headshots, and build deep friendships. I can tell you that the women who have gone through this program have had some absolutely incredible transformations, reached massive goals, and changed the trajectory of their businesses. If you want to get on the wait list to be notified when enrollment opens again soon, you can head over to the link in the show notes and get on that list. And now back to the episode. So I'm curious though, again, with you having been in business for so long and having level the level of expertise that you do, do you still get those major aha light bulb moments from these education experiences or does it feel different and look different now? So I think it looks different now. Mm-hmm. You know, in the beginning, everything is like a major aha moment. You're like, this is amazing. I'm going to change my whole business structure, you know, all <laughs> right. this stuff. You have all these like huge dreams yeah. and it is just a lot smaller now. Um, I always take something away from it. Even if it's something like I'm going to do this personal project, or I'm going to change this one tiny way I do something, or I'm going to take three shots at the end of every session, but this is intentionally what I want it to be. But they're little tiny things. It's not reinventing your business at this point. Yeah. 
So yeah. I, I just think that the, what I get out of each of these educational experiences has changed for sure, but I, there's still so much value in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a matter of almost setting your expectations going into it, knowing that you're having this experience and you're not going to have this huge life altering uh, growth from it. But if you can take away one or two great nuggets that, that have you excited when you go home, that that is quote unquote, a successful investment. Absolutely. And that even goes with conferences because I've done a couple this year Yeah, is again, every single speaker I hear, it's not an aha moment, but if I can get one tidbit out of that, it's a success. I mean, I've really gotten something out of the education and some of it also is reinforcing what you already know. Yeah. Um, and just being like, okay, yep. I forgot that, but yeah. I need to like hone back in on that and really pay attention to it. So I think it's kind of twofold. Yeah. And I will add to that one step further when there's a, like a group coaching component, that's longer than just the retreat. Like if it's a mastermind or something, the accountability to do the things that, you know, you need to be doing, but maybe haven't right. Like that accountability piece is also huge because you could go through the motions and actually check off all these things that you've been quote unquote, meaning to do, or know you should have done, but you've never had time. But now you have this group accountability behind you. And so maybe at, on the surface, you didn't learn anything new, but you actually worked through stuff and made progress, which is also huge. It is huge. It's, it's totally huge. And that goes back to the community yeah. aspect of it. And that's what's so great about a mastermind is you build that community and it's a safe community. Yeah. So it's just, it's a, it's a special thing. Yeah. And you mentioning it being like a safe space. That is, I think that's something that people don't, put enough stock in, right? Like they think every, every space is, 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 is safe, but actually that's not true. You know, to have a space where you really get to know the other people in the group and everybody knows where everybody else is coming from. And it really is this like friendship, accountability, supportive, truly safe space to ask the quote unquote dumb questions or share the struggles that maybe you're ashamed to share with anybody else. It's this really safe, nurturing space that just supports you through whatever your growth is, you know? Absolutely. And I also think it's a safe space to share your wins. Yeah. Because we, none of us really want to like brag, right? right? I mean, that's just not something that right. people want to do Yeah, <laughs> generally. And so it's a safe space to share all of those, the lows, the highs, everything, yeah. and just have a supportive community. Yeah, definitely. I love that. You have been in business for a long time. I've been in business for a long time. Let's say you meet someone that has also been in business for a while and they're just feeling that like plateau, you know, they're just kind of phoning everything in. They're feeling kind of meh about what they're doing. Maybe they're bored. They know all the basics. They know all the technicals. They know what to do. What would you encourage them to look for or pursue in education that could potentially pull them out of it? So my biggest advice is those people that you love their work on social media, even if they don't mentor, even if that's not something they offer, get in their DMs and ask them, hey, would you be interested in being my mentor? And just find someone that's work you're like, it just inspires you. And even if you just do a 30 minute Zoom with someone yeah. and just pick their brain whose work inspires you, you're going to get something out of it. And I will tell you, I have done that many times. 
just people who don't necessarily advertise education or not the type of education I'm looking for. Right. And I have never had one person say, no, I won't do that. Yeah. Like who's going to say no to that? Yeah. Um, so I think that that's how to push yourself out of that plateau is to look for work that inspires you and reach out to those artists and those photographers that will, again, feed your soul and just get you on fire a little more about your own work. Yeah. I love that. Um, that is such a good story. And that's totally how I got into mentoring. Like I wasn't going to do it until I got enough people pinging in my DMS asking, and I was like, okay, maybe I'll do this. And that's also what you're doing. Um, which I love. And it's such a full circle moment to see you finally step into mentoring other photographers, which I know you have been super qualified to do for a long time. And now you finally are doing that, which I'm so excited. And the other thing that's exciting is that you are my guest teacher at my fall retreat this fall for Root so to Rise. So excited about that. I can't so wait. Excited. And I, I literally, I think I pretty much forced your hand on that. I was like, hey, this is what <laughs> I'm thinking. Are you up for it? And you were like, uh, okay. <laughs> well, it also helps that you're coming to my location. So there's like, it makes it super easy, but yes, of course, I'm so honored and just so excited to be a part of it. And honestly, I'm excited to go through the mastermind portion of route to rise again, because I'm excited for that community and just those little reminders of things. And, um, Yeah. I'm very, very excited. Yeah. I am honored to have you be a teacher and I'm also honored that you want to go through it again. And this will be the third run of the program. And there's actually going to be several alumni in the program, which is kind of like a pinch me moment that people think that it's good enough to want to do again. I mean, I just, I literally, it makes my jaw drop that, that it's that valuable and that good of an experience. And I just, I'm really excited about it. But it is, it's such a great experience and it's a great experience because it's not only do you get to shoot and get to spend time with people at the retreat portion, but it's a lot about yourself. Like you learn a lot about yourself in the mastermind. It's a, it's a lot of you as a person and growing as an entrepreneur and all of that. And that I think is priceless. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, I can't wait. So I am going to give you four fun little rapid fire questions that I end every episode interview with. Um, first of all, what is your current favorite coffee shop go-to order? So I have my Starbucks right here. So I'm going to read it to you. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Cheers. So, um, it is a traditional cafe misto with oat milk, blonde espresso, one pump of sugar-free vanilla and cinnamon powder on top. This is what I've been getting. And I, it's just in my app. I couldn't order it if I walked up to a counter, but I can order it through the app. (laughs) Right. Because you just hit order again. Yes. (laughs) It's so easy. Um, yeah. So that's very similar to what I drink when it's cold weather. Um, I don't have the cinnamon, but I do the blonde espresso almond milk instead of oat, sugar-free vanilla. So it's very similar, but, um, you got me started on the shaken. What, what is that? I don't, it's like an oat milk shaken something. Brown sugar or something It was something, it was at the Root to Rise retreat. Yeah. And then I had it for the first time and I can't remember if it was Mallory or Amy or someone was like, you all have to try this. And they got me, yeah, in cold weather, that is my go-to. And then you got me, yeah. So they got you (laughs) and then you got me um, and I totally love it. It's, but I, I, I will say I drink it too fast. Yes. 
because of the icy when it's hot outside, I like suck it down and then I'm like a little bit shaky. <laughs> well, and I definitely decrease the number of pumps of everything. Cause it's a fair amount of sugar. So I'm like to the lowest pumps, like one of each. Yeah. Um, because I'm like, I don't need that sugar rush. Plus totally, <laughs> totally, totally. Okay. What is your dream vacation? Oh, that's so hard because I love traveling so much. I think it would be to go to the Greek Isles. I have been mm. once before to Greece. We did a Mediterranean cruise when we lived in Germany um, with our kids, but we spent like four hours at a several islands because it was a cruise, you know, yeah. so they like let you get off and then you have to get back on. And right. so I would like to go spend a week on an island oh, yeah. in Greece and just chill and relax and eat the food and enjoy the scenery. Oh, so. yeah. Sign me up for that. That sounds yeah. lovely. And I also just want to see Greece. I've never been, but it just looks so, so picturesque, you know, it, it, especially the, the Greek islands. I mean, yeah. Athens, yeah, it's like any city yeah. it's dirty and has its yeah. issues, although yeah. amazing historical things to see. So. Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, I want you to think back over the course of your business. What was a decision or an investment that you made that was the biggest game changer thus far? So I think the biggest game changer was in 2021, I did two masterminds and two retreats like <laughs> together, like they overlapped, Yeah. which a lot of people are like, why are you doing that? Like, that's just crazy. But I will tell you, it was amazing. Um, it was really, they were, they were both a big investment and they were worth every penny. I would yeah. do it again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you definitely I went, was, I did. I went, you went all and in. It, yeah. And even though I was that far along in my business, it's still, it just like invigorated me. Like I just felt a passion I hadn't felt in a long time in my business. So that was, and also it pushed me creatively. So yeah, I love that. And I think also the timing of that for you, like coming off of the COVID mm. pandemic and all of that, and really allowing yourself to like pour back into your business and your passion. I think the timing was just also kind of a perfect storm as well. So I agree. Totally. I love that. Um, okay. If you were not a photographer and now also in mentoring, what would you be doing? Oh, I have no interest in going back to like classroom teaching. That's what yeah. I did in my former life, first grade. Um, I think I would be doing something with interior design. I don't know what that looks like, but I do love interior design and um, fabrics and textures and all those things. So I feel like I'd be doing something. In yeah. That. Yeah. I love that. I could totally see you doing that too. Like you have such a good eye for things. So that is not a surprising answer to me at all. <laughs> um, okay. This has been a really fun chat, short and sweet, but I think it really hits, we hit on home, right? Like we landed where we needed to. Education is so important, whether you are a beginner or you've been in business for a long time and it just looks different and setting your expectations appropriately is what will make it feel like a quote unquote success. Even at, even though I am an educator and I have a mastermind and a membership and I do mentoring and all of that, I still pay people to educate me every year and it does look different and the expectations are different. But just like Natasha said, I, I still need that creativity as well. I still need something to spark me. And I also need somebody else to pour into me, you know, and I will say my husband does think that that is a frivolous decision. He's like, but you don't need that. That's extra. And I'm like, but I do. And I have no problem pushing back and, and, and proceeding with hiring somebody and, and doing it for myself. But um, it's totally necessary. And as two people who have been in business way longer than industry average, 
I think this is the reason why, because we continue to invest, we continue to stay inspired, we continue to move forward and, and want to see growth. Um, and like we, neither of us have any plans on stopping, you know? Right. No, that's totally true. I think investing in it, there, it's priceless to invest in education. It really is. And whether you do something small or something big or whatever, it just, it comes back to you. I mean, you know, it helps your business in yeah. so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, let everybody know where they can find you online. So probably Instagram is your best bet. As Sabrina knows, I am rarely on Facebook. <laughs> so um, I, it's NPS Photography on Instagram. Um, my website is NPSPhotography.com. Awesome. We will make sure to put that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here and for chatting. This has been a really great discussion. I knew it would be. And I have loved having you on the podcast, my friend. Oh, thank you so much. What an honor. Thanks so much for listening to the Shoot It Straight podcast. You can find all the full show notes and details from today's episode at sabrinagebhardt.com backslash podcast. Come find me and connect over on the gram at Sabrina Gebhart Photography. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be honored if you hit that subscribe button and leave me a review. Until next time, my friends, shoot it straight.